0: And welcome to another episode of the Bakari Sellers Podcast. Today is a special episode uh, because all of our hearts are going out to uh, the Wells family in, uh, as I call it affectionately, funky town, but Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Shelby County, um, all the surrounding areas. Many people know when they listen to the show that my mom actually was a part of the desegregating class of Hamilton High School in Memphis, Tennessee. I was born in Melrose Cove. Um, and my grandfather was a pastor over there before the Whalums at Olivet Baptist. So uh, my history goes deep in Memphis and my heart breaks. And today we're actually joined by the chairman, the the chairman. I, I don't know how they gave you that title, Van, but the chairman of the Shelby County Commission, Commissioner uh, Van Turner. How you feeling today? All things considered.
1: Um, I'm doing well. I didn't know the history you had in Memphis, uh, Hamilton Wildcats. So that's that's a lot of rich history here in town. Uh, all things considered, it's it's been tough, but we are navigating through everything, and I'm happy to be here with you to discuss this important issue. So let let's talk about it. I mean, one one of the things that people
0: first of all, let's jump in. Uh, one of the things that people talk about is the immediate and swift response by the chief of police and. Uh, in in the city of Memphis, um, can you talk about what went into that response? I know you're not on city council. I know that you are, and for listeners who may not know, Memphis sits squarely in uh, Shelby County. But can you talk about the response? Why it was so swift? Some of the protocols you put in place so that you would um, mitigate uh, some of the of uh, the outrage that comes with the lack of transparency.
1: Yes. Well, after uh, the uh, unfortunate death of George Floyd, here, like in many other places in many other cities, we passed the eight can't wait law. And essentially, those were eight laws which sought to improve law enforcement. And based on that and based on what had occurred as far as protest uh, because of the murder of George Floyd, I believe Chief C.J. Davis, the city and all involved acted quickly. We had a swift termination, swift indictment. And uh, as you know, swift release of the video footage. So that quelled some of the uh, violent protests, which may have been planned. And up to this point, we've had peaceful protests. And I believe that was based on the swift actions of our police chief and, and, and city government. Can you tell me how the Wells family is doing today? Can you tell me
0: how uh, the mom and, and dad are doing? I know they, they lost a loved one. And anything um, that you can tell me about uh, who uh, Mr. Hobbs
1: was as a uh, you know as a as a young man. Yeah. So uh, the the family is is doing uh, as well as they can. They've had I said Hobbs. crush fra- that. It's Jesus right. Christ. Who was Hobbs? I was thinking
0: about <laughs> Jared Hobbs. I got another. Sure. I got it. Jared Hobbs was, this is crazy because Jared Hobbs was assaulted in Camden County, Georgia. And so this Mm -hmm. is all coming to mind. And that's the tragedy of it. You don't even, we're not going to even edit it. That's just indicative of how many cases there are, but tell me, uh, what we know about that, that family and Mr.
1: Nichols, as we go through that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right there. There are too many to count and as unfortunate, uh, the names and the list keep growing, but, uh, Mr. Nichols, uh, it was a great young man. He was a free spirit, a skateboarder. (laughs) Uh, He was the father of a four year old child and uh, he didn't deserve this. He was a driver of FedEx. We all know this is the hub of FedEx. And so his parents are coping as well as they can. They've had two press conferences with being Crump and those were emotional. The mother lamented that all she wanted was her son back. And she hadn't had a chance to grieve because all this is just coming to her. She she's now at the epicenter of a movement that she didn't ask for. Yeah. And of course, we've just seen the, the Emmett Till story. And, and, and you know, you see bits and pieces of that uh, coming in here, the release of the video footage and, and how badly Tyree Nichols was beat and how he was laid in the hospital, swollen and on the binner later. And so. She's coping. They're going to have the funeral here Wednesday on February 1st. Reverend Al Shropden will come and eulogize. And so that's going to be tough for her. But uh, we will get through it. We are praying for her and we are supporting her in every which way that we can. And that's what we can right now. Plus, we can demand justice for Tyree Nichols. What What does justice look like? Well,
0: so, so let me ask you this. That, let me ask you this twofold, because we going. Because uh-huh. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, have a great deal of respect for you. I love you. We're friends. Tell me what justice means as a black man for Tyree Nick for uh, Tyree Nichols, and then tell me what justice means
1: as an elected official as commissioner. What well, justice means an indictment of these five officers and an indictment, I mean a conviction for these five officers and an indictment of all others who were involved because we still don't have everyone. Uh, justice means disbanding the Red the Scorpion Unit, which uh, has been disbanded. Justice means passing the Tyree Nichols bill, which the family has asked for and we will fight for it. On a personal level, what is, is that, what is that bill? What's in that bill? So they're working on it now. We've spoken to some of the state legislators now. I know you come from that world, and so uh, the bill is captioned and. Um, the uh, deliberation has begun. As you know, we are very conservative when it comes to our state house and our state Senate, Republican governor. So we have to fashion a bill that can pass. And so they're working on it now. And hopefully we can get that bill through from a personal standpoint, as a father of a 17 year old son and a 15 year old son, mm. and they've driven drown that road several times. This is my commission district. You know, I would just hope that one day justice would look like me not having to tell Malik or Masai. What they have to do if they get pulled over, move slowly, show your hands, have your ID and your license already pulled out. And and the unfortunate thing about this case is this was an unlawful stop. And and Tyree didn't do anything wrong. So, you know, even when you don't do anything illegal and you hadn't done anything wrong, you pull it over and you lose your life. So as a father, I would like to wake up in a world where we're not having to tell our black sons and our black daughters. uh, All the types of rules and etiquettes and, and procedures and protocols you have to follow in order to survive an encounter with law enforcement. That's justice for
0: me personally. I mean, that's, I mean, I have a four-year-old, I have a 17-year-old daughter and a four-year-old boy, a four-year-old girl, as you all know. I mean, it, it that's the tough part of this is those conversations. Tell me about when you saw the video, how you reacted, and I'm sorry to make it dual focus, but like how you reacted, because I know how your brain thinks, right? Because yes. I was in that chair one time, you think like, damn, I got to talk to my children about this. I got to communicate. And you were raising black men. But then you got to think, like, how do I take care of my city? How do I take care of my county? Those resources necessary. Talk to me about watching the video and what you saw and what you saw in those two different mind frames, or
1: maybe they overlap. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I was heartbroken. I was disturbed. Uh, I was angered. And, you know, I was puzzled. You know, why on this particular night beat down this young man who had not done anything. And so that's still a question mark. The police chief doesn't know why uh Tyree Nichols will stop. Now if she doesn't know, you know nobody else knows. And so that's what and and to see them strike him over and over and over again and 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 did not let up on him to pepper spray him in his face uh several times and to kick and punch him um you know I was just um disgusted by the whole video and um you know we I was just angered and, and and said to myself we can't allow this to keep going on we need justice and I was so disheartened that these were black men doing this to another black man. Did you know this the officers? Was, I didn't know the officers I didn't know them. Yeah. Yeah yeah are they from Do, the, are they from the community? Yes sir. Yeah they're from the communities that they're, they're part of fraternities. Uh people know them. People go to church with them. And um Uh, It's just unbelievable that they uh, would do this to a, a fellow person. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day. I like the joggers. I'm not jogging. I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little
0: how are you responding? I mean, people hear me respond to it. And you've been doing really well on TV, by the way, Van. But people hear me respond to um, this all the time. But how are you responding to the fact that it was five black officers literally beating the death a black
1: man? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, if, if you if you look at history, some of our brothers and sisters adopted uh, the ways of people who were impressing everyone and oppressing them and they internalized it and they uh became worse to to some people than you know the white slave masters were or the overseers Mm -hmm. and so you know we we've been through this as as a people we've seen this as black people here in this country over the centuries and so this is no different these guys internalized a white supremacist attitude uh, it's it's an attitude that says we are in a culture which will allow us to do this and permit this to happen. And we can do it because we've seen it done. And they 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 executed on what they thought they could do and what they thought was something that they were permitted to do, thereby incorporating in themselves this superiority, this 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 white supremacy that uh, that we've all been oppressed by and here they are internalizing it to such a degree that they become the oppressors to their own so to see that was uh just just disheartening and we we talk all the time about you know the confederate groups the neo-confederate groups the ku klux klan and and we point the finger at them but it's it's just um unfallible to see our own doing this to another brother <laughs> that was tough to see
0: yeah, I, I firmly believe you're going to be in the United States Congress one day. I don't want people to fight me over this, but I believe you'll be, you know, the person who replaces or the next person after Representative Cohen, who's been doing an admirable job. Representative Cohen, uniquely enough, is one of the few um, white members of the United States House that represents a, a a district with that high a percentage of black folk. That's um, right. And he's doing a great job. I know Knox is right. representing Cohen, but I do want to say that I hope you are next, my brother. With that being said, what it. type of what type of policy do you want to see on a national level to prevent this from happening? What, what do you want to see? If you if I if I doubt up uh, Kamala Harris right now, the Vice President of the United States, and got us on three way, what would you tell her that we need
1: to do? Well, I would say VP Harris, Vice President, Madam Vice President, we need to pass the George Floyd Police Reform Act. We need to do what we can to get that done. Uh, This is the time to dust that off, dust that bill off and get it back going. I think we've heard that from the president. We've heard that from Senator Cory Booker. This is the time to do it. I I still am puzzled by the fact that we haven't passed it up to this point. Uh, And so how many more black men have to die for us to have true action and true relief as it relates to police reform? Mm -hmm. Uh, Should we wait for somebody else to die next week or the week after this is the time to act, vice president, we have your back. If you need us up there, we'll be up there. We'll get President Derrick Johnson, the national NACP president, uh, you know, to D.C. We'll be in D.C. We will fight to make this happen. But we have to pass that George Floyd Act, and it needs to be passed right now.
0: Tell me, this on a local level, people have been clamoring about the fact that 38%. I know this ain't Joe Bailiwick, this is a whole nother pot, but 38% of the city of, of Memphis's budget goes to uh law enforcement and public safety. Tell me what when you when you see that, what's your response um to that? And as as the chair of the commission, what are you doing to make sure that you have those resources pouring into areas that are needed to in Shelby County? I know you don't have any control over Memphis, quote unquote. But Shelby County.
1: Well, I mean, I think that's a good point. There's money there. Uh, So we have to have the adequate personnel to provide the leadership and to provide uh, the the training that's necessary to prevent this from from occurring in the future. But Bakari, we also have to focus on the pipeline that's leading to crime, which would even require the Scorpion unit to begin with, which is what we don't focus on. We can't arrest our way out of this. We have to address poverty. We have to address education. We have to address job opportunities. And we have to stop the pipeline. The crimes that are being committed today, car thefts, carjackings, so on and so forth, are being committed by 12, 13, 14-year-old kids. And so this is a pipeline that we have to stop Uh, Because if we arrest everyone today, but we don't stop the pipeline, I mean, we're just going to have to be doing this a year from now, two years from now. So at least I'd like to see some of that funding uh, go into law enforcement directly, which it needs to go into. But we also need funding to go into stopping the root cause of, of crime in the first place. I don't disagree
0: with you. I mean, uh, Memphis has seen a violent spike like many major cities since, uh, you know, we lost one of my favorite rappers, Young Dolph. But we can't just respond when it's Nichols or Dolph. We got to respond just any of our brothers or sisters or loved ones that are here. Uh, What do we expect to see this week with the funeral on Wednesday? How is the city going to react? What's next for the city and the county?
1: Well, I think it's going to be emotional. Uh, The spotlight is yet again on Memphis, 55 years after the death an assassination of Dr. King. And so we've been here before, we've been through it before as a city, and we will have to get through this as well, this tragedy as well, so it will be uh, emotional. And I think that it should also serve as a call to action. We don't need to allow Tyree Nichols' death and his funeral and his eulogy be the end. We need to allow this and make this the start of true change. And we don't need to pay a lift service. We need to get it done. We need to turn the protest into policy. And that way we turn the life and legacy of Tyree Nichols into something uh, that would be uh, beneficial to other black men and women here in this city. So they won't have to be like the mother of Tyree Nichols, lamenting and crying for her son and over her son's um, unlawful death. So I think that's where we go from here.
0: What do people listening, people watching from afar? What do you want them to do for Shelby County, the city of Memphis, Van Turner, whomever? Uh, and of course, the Wells family, what can
1: they do? Well, pray for us. Uh, they have a, a GoFundMe page for for Tyree Nichols. They want to build, uh, uh, you know, they want to build a few things. One thing is a is a legacy uh, skate Park so that people remember the life and legacy of Tyree Nichols and improvise a space for healing. Uh, so that's one thing that's going forward. And uh, we need everyone's support. We need their letters. We, we need them to come and and, and and march with us and protest with us. I'm sure we're going to take this fight to Nashville, which is the seat of our legislature. And we're going to fight to pass the Tyree Nichols Police Reform Act. And so we need everyone with us and standing with us uh, when we go to Nashville to do that as well. Well, let me know, my brother Van. I appreciate you spending some time with the
0: Bakari Sellers podcast, telling us about what's happening with uh, everything that's going on in Memphis. Our heart breaks for uh, Mister Nichols and his passing and the Wells family, um, Mama Wells, Daddy Wells. And I hate when people refer to him as a stepdaddy because he's been there his whole life. I mean, he yeah, just yeah. he just that he's just that man, Daddy. No, um, he's just and he said that that's his daddy. That's his daddy. I know. Well, I appreciate you. You're definitely in my prayers. Your boys are in my prayers. And thank you for joining the show. Thank you very much.